You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. But um, we're, we now have, again, our NBA Finals matchup. It is one, I would assume, many folks had not predicted ahead of this playoffs. The Miami Heat are in Denver to take on the Nuggets for game one of the finals on Thursday. The Heat advance to the finals after staving off a Boston rally from being down 0-3 to win game seven in Boston. Meanwhile, the Nuggets have been essentially in chill mode for more than a week. They haven't played since May 22nd. That's when they beat the Lakers to complete a four-game sweep in the Western Conference Finals. It has been... 24 years since the Knicks have been in the NBA Finals. But in my opinion, watching these Finals matchups has often served as an important indicator for me of what it will take for the Knicks to get to that level. So Tommy has some very important questions regarding this Finals matchup before we get into predictions for this matchup and they're Knicks related. So I'm going to ask you for each team. I'm going to start with the Nuggets. What is something about the Denver Nuggets? And let's take away they have Nicole Jokic, <laughs> something like that, like right, something with like a guy on their team. But what is something about the Nuggets that you want the Knicks to implement to their team and how they run their squad and how they play um, from a night to night basis? Yeah, exactly. Just draft one of the you know fifteen greatest players of all time in the second round. You know that's uh, yeah. That's, that, that'll, yeah. That'll, 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 that'll certainly jumpstart the the rebuild, right? <laughs> that, that'll help a, a franchise. Um, but uh, yeah, no, seriously, I think. Um, well, f- first of all, they they drafted Jokic, and obviously, it's parts luck, parts scouting, however you want to phrase it. Yep. Um, uh, but then they knew what they had, and they and they stuck with it. Um, a lot of people said, "Don't trade Nurkic. Are you crazy? You know, to create room for this uh, for this Jokic guy, um, and you know, two MVPs and another second place MVP and a Finals trip later. Um, that was obviously the right decision. But I think big picture um, to directly answer your question, it's just to stay patient. Um, you know, there, there could have been some panic moves made, um, getting, you know, uh, you know, ousted in the first round last year um, with an MVP candidate. Um, but, you know, the reality was let's wait for Jamal Murray to come back. Let's not uh, let's not do anything crazy. Let's kind of work on the, you know, work on the, uh, you know, we have our cornerstones here with Murray. We, we trust he'll get healthy. He's going to do the right things in Jokic. And let's build out around that smart trade for Aaron Gordon. I'd love the Bruce Brown signing this offseason, yeah. um, bringing in veteran presence like Jeff Green. It's this right mix 
of you know rolling the dice and taking chances when 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 you feel it's necessary by drafting Michael Porter Jr. Even though he slipped to 14, um, you know there was still you know obviously a, a great deal of rest coming off his back injury in college. So um, there's kind of all these these things that work together, but a lot of those pieces have been together for a while now. And in other markets, in other you know if maybe you know you know Denver's a little bit more laid back potentially yeah. lends itself to uh, you know these, these these not kind of rushed moves. Um, but but credit to the Nuggets, the front office, um, keeping Mike Malone, you know, uh, there yeah. for, for for year after year after year. Some success, some ups and downs, um, but uh, it's all paying off right now. And that's and and there's there's something to be said for that uh, patience and continuity that uh, you know that you could argue that the Knicks could could benefit from this offseason. I think that's a very good point regarding patience because with the Knicks losing the second round, I think people. With every Miami Heat win, people feel better about yep. perhaps the Knicks losing to that team, considering that this is a, a championship caliber team, apparently, because they've made it to the NBA Finals. I think for me, and I think my sportsman crush on Michael Malone is probably well documented from my Twitter account. He is probably my favorite coach in the NBA. And I'm a, I'm a harper on him. Something that he does that I think I would really like Tibbs to incorporate into what he does and what he brings as a head coach, which is – Brutal honesty when talking about the level of play his team is playing at. I think that what I've loved about Michael Malone is not something a lot of people are getting very familiar with him in this playoff run. He has been like this since when he was in Sacramento. Yeah. Um, he was probably the only coach ever to get DeMarcus Cousins to actually listen for a couple of weeks and actually like play hard. And it was a lot of it was because of his approach to how he talks about his players. It is with a lot of love, but it is with a lot of brutal honesty. And to me, what I see from him is a guy that when they were struggling towards the end of the season, he wasn't sitting there saying, well, we'll be fine and things will be okay. And, you know, he was saying this effort is not caliber. It's not to the championship caliber that we are striving for. And if we continue to play this way, we will not advance to where we want to go. We will get bounced early. He will say how it is. And, no, he's a Queens guy, and I'm a Queens guy, so maybe that's why I relate to him as much as I do. But to me, that's one of the things about Tom Thibodeau that has been the most frustrating has been when there are things that anybody who knows anything about basketball can see with their plain eyes, and then you go to the press conference, you have the coach not acknowledge that these things are issues. I think it creates a, a, a lackadaisical kind of mentality amongst the team, or at least among certain players, maybe not the whole team, that doesn't allow certain issues to get addressed. So I think for me, it comes with Michael Malone and how he approaches being an NBA head coach. I would hope that Tom Thibodeau could take a page from I'm not saying you got to go out there and just blast your guys every single time things don't go well. But when you hit these little infliction moments in your season, which the Knicks had a couple of times, and you decide to kind of just kind of poo-poo it or kind of diminish what everybody sees as real problems, that I think is is why you don't get to the mountaintop. Like Phil Jackson was not afraid to call out Shaq and Kobe when they weren't doing things correctly. Greg Popovich is not afraid to call out Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Miles Ginobili. In fact, a lot of those guys, especially with Pop, the whole thing with them was that he coached everybody the same, which is why those teams were so successful. I think I need Tom Thibodeau to bring that same energy to the Knicks next season if he wants to remain Knicks head coach, in my opinion. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Uh, it, it's a good point. I, I, am, I am the first to kind of um, diminish the impact that coaching has in, in games. And, I, you know, I'm more about its talent. And, you know, obviously coaching is a part of it. But I, I, I have to admit, I, I, you know, if Mike Malone was coaching the Celtics this season, you'd have to think that they'd have a better chance at, you know, yeah. only, you know, you know, they, right. they might be playing today, you know? Um, and, you know, a lot of folks were getting on um, you know, Missoula for not calling out the players as much. And I was, you know, one of, one of the things I was thinking was pushing back. Listen, a first year coach can't say it. He's just trying to curry favor, but right. you're right. Malone dating back to his days with the Kings when he didn't have job security and finals right. trips and all this, you know, resume, like he was, you know, straight up front um, right off the bat. Um, so I, I and, 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 and the, arguably the, I think most people would agree the two best coaches in the NBA are coaching against each other yes. in the finals. This, so that lends credence to the belief that, that coaching is, is, is certainly a value. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it and player, roster composition all that stuff is obviously important um but when you get to these you know these these hierarchy game sevens and preparations and final series and eastern conference finals western conference final series um that's when coaching can have a greater impact than um a stretch of games in january february etc and thinking about this as well we talk about how blunt michael malone could be about his team and talking about whether they're playing great or they're playing terribly you've never heard michael malone say I got to watch the film before I make any judgments about what's going on. Like, I, mean, I don't know, Tom Thibodeau. Michael Malone's a pretty damn good coach. He's pretty accomplished. He's pretty smart. He's been an assistant coach for a long time. He can give an assessment about how his team is playing, particularly about effort, that doesn't require him to watch the game four times. So when we talk about these nonsensical things Thibodeau talks about in terms of why he can't talk about why the team is struggling or things that they're they're not doing to a certain level, the whole well, I gotta watch the film is just not an excuse. This is a guy that took his team to the NBA finals and he don't seem to have to watch the film to know whether or not his team is giving maximum effort. So and also if he watched the film and saw a guy not try, you know, for possession <laughs> right. after possession after possession, um, he wouldn't be afraid to call out that player publicly and, and, and answer the carpet. And maybe maybe one season he'd try and let the player get away with it because he felt, you know, based on a personal relationship that that might be beneficial. Um, but not a time and again and again and again, year after year after year. Exactly. Now, speaking about the Miami Heat, and as much as it pains me to make this comment, because I hate the Miami Heat as a Knicks fan growing up in the late 90s, early 2000s, what is something about the Miami Heat that you would like to see the Knicks implement in terms of how they run their team? Yeah, listen, I, I mean, it's obvious. The answer, is, I think, is pretty obvious, and it's it's a cliche at this point. It's a meme at this point, but heat yeah. culture, you know, and, right. and um, uh, you, you got to respect it, um, you, you know, because the, 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 the proof is in the pudding. The, the Heat are preparing for uh, a Game 7, if, um, uh, NBA Finals, after beating the Celtics in Game 7. And if should the, um, the Heat find a way to beat the Nuggets, this will go down as one of the most impressive postseason runs in, in NBA history. Knocked off For the sure. number one seed, you know, the, the, the odds on by far, championship favorite Bucks in the first round. Knocked off the Knicks in round two. Team with the second best record, they play in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, beat them in seven games after losing games five, six, uh, four, five, and six um, on yep. the verge of an historic collapse. Come back, take a gut punch. 
literal buzzer beater in game six, the first one uh, in, an, in, in, a, uh, in a playoff game of that magnitude since I believe a literal buzzer beater since, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jordan shot over, over Craig Elo. Um, you know, you just, it, it, it just, it, it, it's fascinating. Um, and should they go on to beat the number one seed in the, in the West um, that, that romped through the Western conference playoffs um, would, would really be an impressive run. And a lot of it has to do with accountability. We talked about it with Mike Malone and that's, that's the underpinnings of, of the, uh, you know, um, you know, they demand um, effort. They demand hustle. Yeah. They demand those other things that other teams hope for. You know, you want to sign talented players and hope they play hard. They sign guys that work hard who also happen to be talented. Um, and and you see it. And and you and, and another thing, obviously, is development of of undrafted players and there finding you, you know diamonds in the rough. So I think those are are, are two things going forward that uh, obviously every team in the NBA can learn from. Yeah, you mentioned Heat culture, and I think on that same note, I think particularly how the Heat empower their role players to play yeah. like stars when needed. Because we saw it in the last series with Caleb Martin, where it wasn't a Heat team saying, hey, we're just going to run every single play through Jimmy Butler, and it's going to be Jimmy Butler or bust whether we win or lose these games. Like, if they got a guy who's playing well, who has talent, they empower these guys to make plays. And Caleb Martin goes out there, plays with no fear, uh, plays with no conscience, and you know, undrafted, undrafted. It doesn't matter once you're in the NBA. Once you're in the NBA, you're in the NBA. And you're in the NBA yep. for a reason. All these guys have talent. And I think the way that he empower their role players, whether it's uh, Martin, whether it's a Gabe Vincent, whether it's a Max Shrews, whether it's a, uh, a, a Duncan Robinson, like, and you hear the way Jimmy Butler talks about these guys, how much confidence he has in these guys. That gives these other guys confidence as well. And I think for the Knicks, how many times did we watch the Knicks this past season and said, why don't they get Quinn Grimes more involved? Why don't they run more plays for Obi Toppin? Why don't they play a man quickly more minutes before the Brunson injuries and he had to play more time? Like sometimes the Knicks are kind of slow to say, hey, we don't have to just live or die with Brunson and Randall. Like we can get these other guys involved and make these other guys part of the game, make these, let these other guys make plays. I think the way that he developed their guys is a main reason why these guys are successful, of course. But also the way they empower these other players and get these guys shot attempts, get these guys involved in the offense. It allows these guys to stay ready so that when there is an injury to Tyler Hero or Jimmy Butler doesn't have it on a certain night, that these guys can step up and play great. I mean, the Knicks saw how effective Struess and Duncan Robinson and Martin and uh, Vincent could be in that last series. You know, there was a game where Jimmy Butler didn't play, and they still almost won. So I think for me, how the Heat empower their role players is something I would love to see the Knicks do. Because I think that that's what, in the end, makes a great championship team. And I think a lot of it starts from the top down, you know, obviously Riley to Spolstra to Jimmy Butler, yeah. that, that kind of hierarchy um, are on the same page uh, and there's an understanding there, but there's also a humbleness there. Um, and it sounds silly, but it's something we talked about during the regular season at times, Randall's insistence that he was going to shoot free throws on technical free throws, you know, like that is something that, you know, like that, that Spolster would have called out and said, listen, you're not a, you're not the team's best free throw shooter. Who do you think you are? You know, step in the line like that. Um, and, 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 and guys on the heat knowing that, um, you know, Jimmy Butler in a, in a game seven and a game one in a, in a, in a, in a you know, must win game four on the road is going to play both ends of the floor. When you have right. your, when you have your hardest, you know, your, your, your best player, Jokic, you can speak the same of, you know, he's obviously not as skilled or athletic as, 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 um, uh, as Jimmy Butler, but in terms of intensity, 
creativity and effort um, and, 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 and unselfishness. Those, those are, those are traits that, that kind of seep down to the rest of the team. Um, and when you have a player, your highest paid player, your leading scorer who doesn't, in, let's put it kindly to Mr. Randall, doesn't embody those characters, those same characteristics that can kind of have a trickle down effect, um, which is why despite the regular season success, um, we'll be talking about the Knicks potentially trading Julius Randall, um, even though he's an all NBA performer. So there's just so much to weigh there, but, you know, we talked about coaching, um, uh, chemistry is obviously another huge thing with both of these teams. Yeah. You can see it's it, it's impossible not to notice um, the, the 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 closeouts on shooters. Um, you know, from the from the highest paid player to the to the you know uh, Alonzo Highsmith. You know, playing five minutes a game. You know, yeah. just oh, uh, Hayward Hayward Highsmith. Hayward Highsmith too. I, I always want to call him Alonzo too because of the Miami connection. The <laughs> new football player. Right, right, right. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it, it, you know, again, a lot of it has, the, as I said, um, kind of trickle down effect from the top front office coaching staff, best player, those that, that when you have, a, you know, a, an alignment there, um, that's good news. And no, no one on the team has a sense of entitlement. Like, yes. think about, yes. like, Duncan Robinson has that insane 2020 run in the playoffs where he established himself as maybe the best yep. shooter in the NBA. And he gets this massive contract. And the next year – Couple weeks in, couple months in, they're like, ah, this guy ain't cutting it. Have a seat. Have yep. a seat, and we'll tell you when we're ready to put you back in. Yep. But this guy, Max Struess, who's making basically peanuts, is yep. bringing more on the defensive end. He's a more versatile player. He's going to go in. And that, and the fact that they're able to do that to a guy like that, and that guy still be hungry and still yep. be ready to produce when he his number is called, like it is in this postseason when Tyler Hill breaks his hand, is it's just a testament to what they've built as – I hate to say it again. He culture. It, it just is what it is. A hundred percent. And he could have complained. He could have demanded trade. Yeah. Old, old as old. Um, another perfect example. Caleb Martin. There, they, they didn't make many signings after last after losing Game Seven in Boston the year before. Um, they let yeah. PJ Tucker go. You know, uh, financial restrictions. They Caleb and Caleb Martin doesn't play well essentially for the first half of the, of the season. Um, you know, decent but not great. They Kevin Love gets waived by Cleveland. They sign him off the street, bump Caleb Martin to the bench, insert Kevin Love in the starting lineup. Um, Caleb Martin doesn't bellyache. He makes the most of his opportunities. Eventually, as the playoffs were on, he outplays Kevin Love by in a dramatic fashion. Kevin Love gets bumped back to the bench. Yep. You see Kevin Love cheering on the on the sideline and supporting his team. Caleb Martin back in the starting lineup and uh, was a vote away from being Eastern Com most valuable player in the Eastern Conference Finals. So again, to, perfectly to illustration of your point, um, the Heat culture, the accountability, the unselfishness, all that type of stuff. Um, Looking for players that don't necessarily bring one talent, uh, just talent to the table, but also uh, the other intangibles that the other team yeah. are looking for. You just get the impression that anybody who's on the Heat roster is willing to do whatever it takes to win. And that's all they care about. They don't care about anything else. And it's I'm not going to say like this is a Nick problem because I think that like that's yes. not natural for most NBA teams to have exactly. like 12 guys on the roster that's willing to do whatever it takes to win. Right. So that means. Uh, Caleb Martin's got to score 25, then he's ready and willing to do that. That means Caleb Martin's got to play 10 minutes and play behind Kevin Love. That means he's willing and able to do that. If it means Jimmy Butler's got to score 50, he's willing to do that. If it means he's got to have 10 assists and score 12 points, he's willing to do that. Like, instilling that culture. And to Tom Tibble's credit, I feel like he, he talks about that a lot. He does try to talk about that and say that, like, winning is all that matters and that you need to see what you're doing to contribute to winning. He's often made those kind of comments related to R.J. Barrett, when Barrett has struggled with scoring. So I'm not going to act like Tom Thibodeau doesn't talk about this. But you got to be about it 
for all 12 guys on the roster, like I said, it can't be excuses or uh, or exemptions for certain guys because they give you 20 and 10. Or even Jalen Brunson, he's a guy that is a great offensive player, but is not giving you defense on something like you can't just say, well, he's a great point guard, so we're just okay with that. Like, and Jalen Brunson, he keeps himself accountable, so I'm not so worried about him. But that that aspect, that idea that everybody's telling how many times we saw Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson belly aching because Knicks won a game by 20, but he had two shots. Like that kind of thing just doesn't fly with the Miami Heat. Like, um, wasn't that guy Deadman on the team and like he was going crazy during the season during one game this season? They got him out of there so fast, like you could you well, you had to say his name, he was on another team. Like, that's just not gonna be allowed or accepted in Miami. And it's it's all in or all out. That's it. Like I have so many people talking the story about LeBron James going to Pat Riley's office and saying, yo, like, I, we're just not with this guy, Eric Spolstra. And Pat Riley being like, who the hell are you to tell me how to run the team? Who He said that to LeBron James. I understand Pat Riley, but he's saying this is the best player in the world, one of the greatest players of all time. And he's saying, who the hell are you to tell me how to run an NBA team? You are part of a team. And if Pat Riley can do that to LeBron James, that's a message to everybody that ever comes to the Miami Heat about who's in charge, what the demand is, and the attitude of either you're in or you're out, and it's all about winning, and that's it. And I, I really hope that the Knicks find a way to recreate that aspect. Because I think, to me, it's, it's it, it embodies New York City. It's why Pat Riley and his teams in New York were beloved, because they kind of had that same mindset. Yeah, I mean, totally. And, and to, also, as you noted, this is not it's something that's, uh, you know, singular to the Knicks. You know, every, every yeah, team exactly. is jealous of the, of the way the Miami get, gets their guys to buy in. Exactly. So who you got in this series? Miami, Nuggets, who wins how many games? Yeah, and, and listen, we just uh, waxed poetic and, and f- threw far too many flowers at the heat. So, um, you know, this comes from a place of respect for what Miami has done. Right. I picked them to beat the Celtics. Um, you know, I, um, that being said, I think the Nuggets are too good, too deep. Jokic is, they have no answer for Jokic. Bam is a good defensive player, but a bit undersized against, you know, the big size, strength, IQ um, of Jokic. Um, so I got the, I got the nuggets in five. Um, I wow. think they're going to make relatively uh, short work of Miami again. I, would I be surprised if the heat went nothing the heat <laughs> that has happened this postseason would, would shock me. Um, so again, with giving all the ton of credit, um, uh, to Miami, we talked about all the reasons why they've been successful. Um, there are a lot of reasons why the nuggets were able to sweep the Lakers, a good Lakers team, um, why they've cruised basically, um, uh, you know, since, uh, since January, um, with the, with the best record in the Western conference. Um, I think this is with as well as, as Jamal Murray's playing, um, with this, you know, you bring Bruce Brown off the bench. Um, I think Aaron Gordon's going to do, do a good job holding, um, Jimmy Butler in check, um, you know, Michael Porter Jr. is going to knock down some threes, and then Jokic. I think this is going to be a coronation of of Jokic, uh, the player that he's been the last three years hasn't been res- respected properly. Um, I think he's going to uh, put the crown on um, over the next couple weeks and really let the world know um, I'm not just a good player. I'm not just a great player. Um, I plan on going down as one of the greatest players of all time. And, and here's my kind of first entry um, into uh, letting the world know that that I'm here and I'm for real. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with the Nuggets. Uh, I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it's six. I'm giving the Heat two okay. games. I think that the Heat have just shown that uh, against all odds, like they're just not a team you could ever count out. And I think that anybody can make short work of them. And look, I doubted them every series they played, and I picked them literally to lose every series they played. So 
Uh, I mean, I, 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 mean, I guess I'm picking them to lose again, but I think this is probably the one I'm giving them the most respect and saying, Hey, the team that's essentially dispatched the entire Western conference and has been, you know, probably the best overall team in the NBA for much of the yeah. season. I think you're going to win two games, at least in this series. If they go seven, that wouldn't surprise me either, but I agree. I think the Nuggets just have too much firepower. I think, I think, I think Miami kind of hurt themselves going to seven against Boston. Like yeah. they needed to dispatch them a lot quicker. They need all yeah. the rest they could get um, all the uh, potential, you know, uh, planning and, and game planning and strategizing trying different things and practice kind of get themselves ready for this series i think losing that time i think was costly i think had that not happened i think this maybe is a seven game series and maybe it's more of a swing series in my opinion i think going that far down the road against boston I think hurt them so that's why i'm picking the nuggets in six but it should be yeah, plus, uh, plus an entertaining give, series you give mike malone 12 days to prepare for an opponent that's that's cool. yeah exactly exactly so uh, we'll see how the finals goes. We'll continue to update you guys on the latest involved with the NBA finals.